This is the City Surgery on City Talk 105.9. And it's City Talk 105.9. A very good afternoon. My name's Mick Coyle. Welcome to the Gadget Surgery. Yep, it's that time of the week where we sit down with our gadget guru and he helps people out who've emailed the show with their tech problems. So if you've got issues... At the moment, with PCs, viruses, laptops, digital cameras, mobile phones, you're looking to solve problems, maybe you're looking for recommendations, or just a wee bit of advice with our gadget guru, then this is the show for you. Good afternoon, Gary. Great to see you. Good afternoon, Mick. Yes, we are here to answer your technology gadget-related questions. Yeah, Gary's with us uh, for a couple of bites of the cherry each week on City Talk 105.9. He does uh, a breakfast slot, 7.20 on a Monday morning, talking about what has geeked in the last week. And we always invite people to send in their questions for the Tuesday afternoon surgery, surgery at citytalk.fm. We always invite people to send in their questions via surgery at citytalk.fm. And that's what many of you have done uh, or got in contact via the Twitter at citytalk1059. Uh, Question for Gary Miller. Uh, writes Ian L in West Derby. uh, The only way I can access the internet is in safe mode networking. Uh, when I, I presume he's talking about a PC here. When I try to access the internet in normal mode, I get a message that Firefox and Internet Explorer cannot find or connect to the server, even though my computer says I have local internet access. This all started on Sunday while I was running Norton Antivirus Live. The update failed to complete and I followed the steps to solve the problem. I had to uninstall Norton and reinstall it. During the reinstall, I realised that it wasn't installing and when I clicked on support, I can't find the server message. Ian L in West Derby. That's a fairly simple question. The answer is not that straightforward, though. Uh, What is safe mode? That's the first thing. It's a way to gain limited access. So it gives you access to some of the operating system, but not all of it. It's used mainly to get into Windows. Um, It says on the screen, Windows and safe mode, if you get into it. But some of the functions will not work. So... What you might want to do, which is what I'm going to recommend you do, is to roll back the system. So within safe mode, you can actually restore back to the last known best point. It sounds as though when Norton was being installed, or whatever program might have been installed, or half installed, or not installed, it may have put a firewall on a firewall that stops you from getting into Internet Explorer or Firefox. It is a Windows uh, machine because you wouldn't have safe mode in, let's say, a MacBook Mm. or a MacBook Air. So um, safe mode is a great way of getting to your system if there is a problem with some of the software or the drivers from that software and you can roll back the drivers within safe mode to get back to the last known good point. Now, if that doesn't work, then you've got an issue. And it's not just straightforward, one that we can actually respond to here on the show. Now, I've had this issue in the past and it's taken me a day to resolve an issue and I mostly know what I'm doing but of course I know what I'm doing with safe mode but I don't necessarily know what unknowns are happening within the machine because it could have been at a particular point that actually it takes quite a while to find the issue but the easiest one is to restore back to the best point and that's what Windows and safe mode allows you to do and that'll be so that'll come up as an option restore 
restore system settings or, or something. To last known good point. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, Ian, uh, best of luck with that one. If that doesn't work, contact us again at the station and we'll try again. Put as much detail as you can uh, in your email and then we'll we'll pass that on to Gary and hopefully we might be able to answer that as part of next week's show if the advice he's given on today's show doesn't work. If you've got a question you want to email in to the station, uh, surgery at citytalk.fm is the email address. That's surgery at citytalk.fm. Um, uh, Martin from the Wirral has done that. He says, Dear Gary Miller, my router is the Netgear N600 model, and he's put the rest of the model details there. It's a combination of numbers and letters, uh, and does a good job of reaching the second floor of a concrete apartment. A concrete apartment? Uh, the problem is that it reaches just one room on the second floor. How can I spread the signal to the rest of the second floor? Uh, I'm sort of picturing him living this sort of like a grey... Like 1960s bomb shelter, no. but I think it means that it's like a like a block of flats, which is yeah, it's got uh, heavy duty. It is. It'll be heavy and duty, walls. and it'll be thick walls. Uh, they may be, and it's concrete, so it'll be full of metal as well, and it'll just cause interference with some uh, internet, Wi-Fi internet. What I'm going to suggest is a very simple answer. You need to buy an N. That's N for Norman 600 Wi-Fi range extender. And it allows you to plug into an electric socket a Wi-Fi extender. And before anybody says, or oh, maybe a different electricity supply, different wires or whatever, and therefore what you can do, you can go to Maplin, you can go to quite a number of places, particularly online, try CPC, and you can buy a network which actually works, not through Wi-Fi, but through electrical cabling. So you plug what looks like an electric socket into or a plug into a socket around the house and it saves you actually drilling holes in the walls. That's not what I'm recommending, except this particular Wi-Fi extender plugs into an electric socket, but it's a Wi-Fi extender and all it does is it uses the power on this the, uh, the socket to actually motorise, to create the energy to allow the Wi-Fi device to work but it's still using Wi-Fi from a, a further away location, but it like piggybacks on it. So that piggybacking on the N600 Wi-Fi range extender will allow you to get 802.11N, which is what the 600 uses as a technical bit there, dual band, one port, wall plug. It's also got an audio jack and a USB 2 and AirPlay which allows you to extend the network and also the sound from your um, hi-fi system as well. If that isn't what you want to buy, then buy um, the, uh, the the next one, which is a WN2500. There's a WN3500 and there's a WN2500 and the two different prices. Um, I'm going to guess that the 3,500 is more expensive than the 2,500 because there's more numbers. And it's also the only one that plugs into an electric socket to keep it going. So that's the 3,500 is the one that I'm recommending. Okay, uh, Martin, if there was any of those details, by the way, which you were listening to, then you were thinking, oh, I didn't have a piece of paper, that's fine. Just go to the City Talk website after the show and you'll be able to re-listen to the show and all those details of uh, various batch names and product codes and, and, and all that sorry, sort of stuff and I didn't all say on the website. That both of those Wi-Fi extenders for the N600 
actually also boost weak signals as well. So you may get a signal, but it might be a little bit slow. It will boost it for you. Yeah, and actually that's for the, the net gear that we're talking about there, presumably if anyone's got problems around the house with, with, with those issues, they'll be able to find similar products which Belkin, will match the... etc. Yeah. Absolutely. So a net gear in that case. But Martin from the World, hope that answers your question. Uh, now, Kyle sent this through on Twitter. It came as like a, a two-part question. He says, Dear Gary, when Nintendo dropped their Wi-Fi connection for Wii and DS, will there be a way of playing Mario Kart online? maybe via another web host. Uh, Kyle asking that in Twitter. It was a two-part question, so I've tagged those two tweets together uh, just so people know. Uh, Wii uh, and DS from Nintendo, you can play online through there, but they have servers which are up and running, presumably in Japan or somewhere like that, so you can play against other people around the world. They announced, Gary, I think I'm right in saying that they were turning them off in, in May. May the 20th is the date that Nintendo will close certain, not all, Online Wi-Fi connections for many Wii, Nintendo DS and DSi games. The discontinued service, however, will include play, matchmaking and leaderboards for many of those games on those devices. Um, The affected titles will still be available for offline use. So this is purely for Wi-Fi. However... Again, online play for Wii U and Nintendo 3DS games will be unaffected, aside from, this sounds about quite technical, the Wii mode on the Wii U. So it's the Wii U will be fine, the Nintendo 3DS will be fine. Uh, other online functionality will still be available, including the Wii Shop channel, the Nintendo DSi Shop, and the video-on-demand services, they're not affected. It's the actual matchmaking part of the games that will be affected. And amongst the software losing web access are the Wii games Super Smash Bros, Brawl, Mario Kart Wii, Pokemon Battle Revolution, as well as the DS and DSi titles Legend of Zelda, Phantom of Hour- Phantom Hourglass, Tetris DS, and 14 separate uh, Pokemon games. There is a list on the Nintendo website. Yeah, it's basically all the games that you played online, they're just going to go, nope, you're not having them anymore, uh, which is a real shame, I think. Mario Kart in particular, because well, it was Kart something I used to play online. And Super Smash Bros. for the 3DS and the Wii U are not affected. Yeah. Uh, so when he when he when he asks about will it can you will someone else be able to host it? They won't be able to, will they? Because no. this will tag into the Nintendo servers, and it's it would take a very complex means of of organising for somebody else to go. Well, I'll host it instead, and sort out the friend codes and all that sort of stuff. So it's not going to be possible. It's just an end to it. It's it no is no more exactly. Mario Kart online. Yeah. Uh, so it is uh, Tuesday afternoon, the Gadget Surgery on City Talk 105.9. Do send your questions in if you've got questions via the email to surgery at citytalk.fm. Uh, next question comes through from uh, Sue. She's not a Nintendo gamer, Gary. She's got a question instead about her brand new MacBook Air, which she says is three months old. She says, we keep getting told startup disk is full. She says, I've checked the drive and it states we only have 2.1 gig free of 120 gig which is not true. We have run Omni Disk Sweeper, or one word, which shows we have used 20 gig of the hard drive, which is correct, she says. Backups to our external hard drive also show 103 gig 
as have been used. Uh, so how do I find out what is taking up the space and get rid of it? We have no movies on the Mac. Thanks, Sue. That's an interesting one, because it looks as though the system is full, but it isn't full. And why is that? Well, I've got a Mac um, uh, a computer, an Apple computer, and it does the same thing. And you think, where is the file? Where are the files that's taking up all the space? Are they system files? Are they hidden files? Well, they're slightly hidden. When you download programs, now some of the MacBook Airs, in fact, all the MacBook Airs, because they're a MacBook Air, don't come with a CD player or a DVD player. So you download off the internet your programs, your games, etc., your documents. And the word is download. And what you need to do is find the download folder. Because if you go to the download folder, you'll see every file that you've ever downloaded. And it sits in that folder. And you've installed it already, so it's already working on the system. So, for example, it could be Office for the Mac, Microsoft Office for the Mac. Well, that takes up lots of space. So every application you've ever downloaded in the three months since you've purchased it is sitting as a DMG, that's D for Donald, M for Mother, G for Gary, DMG file. And all you need to do is make sure that you've installed it and then you can delete it. Or you can install it and then you back it up to your backup device, the DMG file that is, and then you can delete it. And what you should be doing is having a looking in the downloads folder and the documents folder and they get full of junk. And you need to just clear out the junk and it will give you back lots of space. And also make sure, of course, when you delete your files, that you actually empty the bin. So it's all very well getting rid of all, doing the spring cleaning and getting rid of all the rubbish. But you put it in a bin, in a big mm. plastic bag or in a trash can and you just leave it sitting in the corner. Well, it's still there. It's not gone yet. So you've got to clear the trash bin as well. So look for files that end with .dmg. Back those up to a backup device, and then you can delete it from your downloads folder. Okay. And I bet Sue, I think it's Sue, yes, I bet Sue you'll find that you've got lots of space back on your device. Now, the other thing to think about is you might want to consider using iCloud to store your um, I won't say your documents, but you could use your documents there, but actually your photographs. So very often people will throw lots of photographs onto a MacBook Air or any computer, but they can only get access to it if it's on that computer, physically using it. Yeah. But if you want to go to an iPhone or an iPad, etc., etc., you could actually be accessing your photographs as long as you've streamed them through to iCloud. So hope that answers your question. Best of luck there. Surgery at citytalk.fm if you want to send in your questions via the email. Uh, this last one, Gary, is a bit of fun, uh, or I thought it was quite funny. I don't know if it's got a typo in it. Uh-huh. It was about online dating. Now, I don't know if this is something that you've ever done, Gary. It's not something that I've ever done. Uh, but Sandra asks the question, which online dating site offers the best chance of finding a mate? Finding a mate. <laughs> I wonder whether she was looking for a date, but instead she's finding a mate. So she's looking to breed, uh, obviously. She's... Or she might want a friend. 
Oh, oh, that right. Yeah, sorry. I, yeah, I took where's it like, your mind? Well, I thought it was like the animal kingdom she was looking for. It does for a sound mate. a little bit like that. Uh, so uh, how can you help out Sandra? So online dating. So if your name is Sandra and you're out there and you're wondering how you're going to find a mate or a, a date, um, <laughs> there is actually, a t- a, a, I've just had a quick check, there are websites that advise you how to actually use online dating systems or maybe they should be renamed today to online mating Yeah, uh, the first systems. thing I advise would don't be so you know forward by saying you're looking for a mate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> go to WikiHow and it will there's actually a page called Find a Date Online on WikiHow. Um now what it recommends it recommends eight different things that you should do. For example, subscribe, take a good picture. Uh, decide what type of online dating site suits you best. I mean, have you seen the ones advertised on TV? Uh, do you like uniform dating? So do you like a fireman or a policeman or a sailor or somebody um, who dresses up in a nurse's outfit or a doctor's outfit? Or do you want a straightforward male, female, same sex, whatever? There are sites for everybody out there. And it says you decide which is the best one for you on your budget. So apparently you've got to pay for them as well. You've got to subscribe to it. Take a good picture of yourself. Create a profile. Make sure it's honest. Um, Identify what kind of people you'd like to meet. Check Rich people? uh, Or just nice people would be nicer. (laughs) Check for reviews about them. Contact them. Talk by phone and meet them in a public space. Uh, That was nine, not eight. Meet them in a public space because you want to make sure that you're actually meeting. You don't want to meet a serial killer, and I hate to say that. Well, but... I, there's a, check check. You said reviews about them. So can people go onto your website, like an Amazon no review, idea. and and rate, rate your date or rate your mate? And now wouldn't that be like a trip advisor, a mate advisor? Gary Miller made me pay for half the meal. Oh, well, isn't that Go Dutch as bad, isn't it? No, it, it isn't. Yeah. It is on a first date. You've got to at least offer. You've got to at least <sighs> offer to pay. Uh, Sandra, best of luck in there finding are lots out there. a mate, a date, or a friend. eHarmony, Match.com. I'm not promoting any of those, but there are lots of them out. Uniform dating. They're all the ones I've seen on TV. <laughs> but I've got to say, I met an old friend of mine. She's not that old, but I met an old friend of mine yesterday who I've not seen for a number of years. And she brought along with her her new mate stroke date they've been dating for five months they're madly in love with each other. it was night it was so nice to see they've been dating for five months um they're going to get married uh, well you know what radio city and they met through an internet dating site radio city do radio city dating which you can find on the radio city website and ah. i think we've got a wedding coming up the first right. ever radio city wedding what? for people who've met on radio city's website Right, okay. There's loads of different websites people can go on and find out some more about there as well. Uh, Gary, we're out of time. Thank you for your dating and mating uh, advice. (laughs) Steady. Uh, He's back next week, next Tuesday. If you've got questions, do send them in. 4.15, the gadget surgery here on City Talk 105.9. This is the City Surgery on City Talk 105.9.